Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the D Hour Network Show. This is Marsha Patterson, your host with For Your Health. I want to wish everyone a happy Sunday. We are here in Atlanta, Georgia, so Atlanta has been filled with a lot of people coming from everywhere for the Super Bowl game. So I know tonight I'm probably the Lone Ranger, um, not too many people listening, but that's okay. Got some great information we're going to share. I don't have a guest tonight on February 3rd of 2019. Can you believe it? We're already out of the month of January. We are into month of February, so I'm hoping this will be a beautiful month for everyone, a healthy month. What we're going to kind of, what I want to share with you guys tonight um, on the show is talking about fevers and colds because um, a lot of young children as well as adults are going through these cold and flu seasons because we have seen what the weather has looked like in the Midwest and even the South. It's gotten pretty cold down here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I know the Midwest have had Arctic air that's even below um, Alaska weather. So we are really having some unusual weather. And I know with health care being one of the costs, many people may have health insurance but have high deductibles or can't afford the medicine. So we're going to take a look at some of the natural ways uh, our grandparents, our great-grandparents um, took care of their children's colds and fevers and kind of look at the old saying, feed a cold and starve a fever. What does that mean, feed a cold and starve a fever? So we're going to kind of take a look at some of those old sayings, some of those old recipes and how people are using them today as a means of caring for them as well as their family because, you know, you've got that copay when you take the children into the doctor. Then you have to pick up the prescription. That can be very costly, and especially, you know, we got many people, um, look at that, with the government shutdown. Many of us, many of us are just one paycheck away from being homeless or not having the money we need to survive. So we want to take a look at some of the natural ways. And that is naturally the main purpose of me starting my business, Yesterday's Kitchen for Today, is to kind of show us how to go back to eating and preparing food the way our grandparents did. Um, We're eating so many processed food that never was on their table before or in the food chain, and now we have different chemicals and products that's in the food chain that has a profound effect on our health, our emotions, and our state of mind and our well-being. So tonight um, we're going to be laid back and just kind of show some things, share some things little by little. But I want to invite anyone that's listening, and I put this out on Facebook, if you're listening, if you are currently or you've got some information that your grandma passed down or something you're currently doing to help offset colds and fevers and flus in your home, Share that information with us, and our uh, line that you want to call in is 646-668-2574, because I truly believe it's us sharing and teaching each other, and to me, it's really important to do that for the next generation. I am a baby boom generation, and I know I have um, grandchildren and um, daughters. I want to be able to pass this information down to them. We see so many people in other parts of the country are sick and 
They don't have access to good health. But food was designed to be our medicine. So if you're out there, you're listening, give us a call at 646-668-2574 if you want to share some information that you have learned or currently doing about offsetting colds, flus, and fevers for your house. So again, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Dadison. Um, here to bring the power of good health back into the hands of the people. And how do we do that? By educating each other and training one another on healthy food and what it looks like. I don't have all the answers. If you go back and listen to to a couple of my previous blog talk radio, you find some great guests I've had on to bring in their knowledge, their experience, and that's what it's about, us sharing information to empower ourselves and our families for the next generation. So um, we'll be back. Um, going to be laid back, very laid back, because um, as I said, I didn't have a guest, but I do have some great information. We're going to just kind of slowly go over about how to take care of colds, flus, and fever uh, using things that are right in our home. So you'll be back. I'll be back with the DIY. Throw out all the 
the D-Hour Network. I am your host, Marcia Thaddison, for your help. I just want to welcome you back. I know it's Super Bowl night and people are excited here in Atlanta, Georgia. Actually, the weather is so beautiful. It is just beautiful. I think we're in the 60s. It's just a beautiful day. The, um, the sky was clear. It was just a beautiful day. So I'm hoping the people have a safe uh, enjoyable week that's visiting here in Atlanta for the Super Bowl and everyone will be able to go back home safely and have a good memory of their time here in Atlanta, Georgia for the Super Bowl. Now, uh, we're going to talk about colds and flu because, you know, we talked uh, there's this disease out here now that's um, flu-like symptoms that these kids are having upper respiratory problem and they're becoming paralyzed from this. So I want my listening audience to take time to go back and listen to my blog talk with Natasha Campbell McBride. Actually, we have a part two that I'm going to be airing next week that I did a pre-recording of my interview with her about the gut syndrome. And one thing I'm learning and I'm still learning is that our immune system has been so compromised by what we eat And not only that, prior to a woman having a baby, um, the baby immune system could be weak prior to what she's eating, birth control pills, um, everything that we're putting in our system has a big effect on the next generation and their immune system. So if the immune system is out of whack, your body cannot do what the creator designed it to do, and it's defend itself. So it's important that we first learn how to build up that immune system. That's with probiotics, eating healthy food. Um, one thing is important I've learned is the cod liver oil. Our grandparents had um, they didn't have the science or the um, 
the wisdom. They just had the wisdom. They didn't have the science as to why they were doing a cow liver oil, but they did it. And many times I've did workshops. I've done workshops throughout different parts of the United States, and I'm sharing with people, okay, remember when Grandma gave you cod liver oil? And everyone, everyone, oh, my God, yes, I remember that. I, I remember taking it as a kid. And many of us lost that tradition and passing that down to the next generation or our own children are giving them cod liver oil and eating food that's high in omega-3s, the probiotics, and our food no longer contains healthy probiotics, so we have to make sure it's essential for us to put that in these young babies' lives at an early age, and that's why they're encouraging breastfeeding if the mom's eating healthy food because whatever the mom is eating, the baby's eating. So, you know, breastfeeding is a wonderful thing, but we want to make sure you're feeding yourself that great healthy food that you're passing on to the next generation. So we talk about colds and flus. And one thing I'm learning is that, especially for the baby, you know, vitamin C is one of the natural uh, way of fighting colds is through vitamin C. Um, you know, people years ago used to squeeze their orange juice, you know, orange, get fresh orange juices, fresh oranges and squeeze it, and they was getting vitamin C because vitamin C is one of the safest and more effective nutrient way for cure of a common cold, and it prevents many other serious complications. The benefit of vitamin C includes protection against the immune system deficiency, cardiovascular disease, you know, it's great for your eyes skin wrinkling. So we're not, and you know, a lot of the vitamin C sometimes we find in the store and um, juices are high, high in sugar. So I want to encourage parents and you can get vitamin C from lemons and limes too, you know, that's that's important. But I want to be able to encourage parents, you know, that we can, you know, give our kids some um, fresh squeezed orange juice or buy orange juice that's organic or natural and that allows the babies, that's, that's one way of allowing uh, vitamin C to be in our uh, diet and start fighting off um, the cold. I think that's one way we can feed the feed cold. We're feeding the cold the natural vitamins that it allows to have because, you know, that old saying, feed a cold and starve a fever. So feeding the cold, the nutrients and the vitamins that it needs to allow the immune system to be strong and healthy. Another thing we talked about on this show was bone broth. I'm telling you, bone broth is so powerful and so healthy. And I want to encourage families, you know, they kept telling me, well, organic stuff is so expensive and bone broth is expensive. You try Purchasing the organic bone broth that's grass-fed, because there is com- companies out there that sell bone broth, and it can be expensive. But I'm going to encourage pa- families and individuals out there to buy you some free-range organic chicken or a grass-fed beef that's free-range, out in the sun, that has not been injected with hormones or any injection with some of the chemicals that they be putting in animal feed. So you're getting animals that's grass-fed and chickens that are raised on um, free-range on, on farms. Because once you eat the meat, the chicken, or you cook the beef, you save the bones. And we talked about that. Actually, we just made some bone broth a couple of weeks ago. I made some chicken. 
had some uh, organic chicken, so I saved the um, chicken and bones, and we made some bone broth. And while you, well, you can boil the uh, chicken itself and have bone broth. Bone broth is a simple, it's a timeless way of going back to the basics. It's very easy. Um, taking the bones um, from the meat that you just finished eating and um, putting it in a pot with um, carrots, celery, onions, garlic, and maybe one-fourth of a cup of apple cider vinegar and let the vegetables along with the uh, the bones itself sit for maybe about 30 minutes and that way the apple cider vinegar can leak into the bones. Now, if you can also purchase bone, uh, fresh bone broth, I mean uh, fresh bones at Whole Foods. Whole Foods sells bones now. They sell beef bones and they sell those kind of things now. And, you know, my mom said in the early 50s, our family was, uh, I was raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and mom said when they were moving up there in the early 50s, there used to be a butcher's uh, slaughterhouse not too far from our home. And they used to go down there, and the slaughterhouse used to give away the bone, chillings, the liver, and the gizzard. Now, they pay. We have to pay, and you know how much you have to pay for chillings. Even though we don't eat pork anymore, I don't do the pork anymore. But you pay for every part of that animal. They no longer throw it out or just discard those animal parts, because now we find out those organs, the liver, uh, the gizzards are very tasteful, and it has some nutritional value for our bodies. So the bone broth. The bone broth is very effective. So taking those bones and you steep them, you let them simmer for maybe 24 hours, 12 12 to 24 hours, uh, either on a crock pot or on the stove. And what I know, and if you find that it has a lot of white stuff foaming at the top, you want to skim that off. Never stir that up inside the the broth itself. So as the... uh, Bones in the water start simmering and coming to a slight boil, and it starts. If you have a lot of foamy stuff, that lets you know that those bones aren't always that healthy. They weren't all purely grass-fed. So just skim the white foamy stuff off and then let it simmer down. And once you let the bones cook for 12 to 24 hours and you separate the, uh, the vegetables from the bones, and those bones may be soft, soft enough that they're big enough to get to your animals if you do that, to, if you let your animals have bones. Some people don't like to let their animals have bones, but we usually get the big, big bones, and we pass it down to my neighbor's dog, and he loves them, and the vegetables too. So it's up to you and your option of what your family would like to do. But once you take that bone broth, and it's great to drink in the morning, it's great for your digestive system, it helps with healing, of your, um, it has plenty of collagen for your skin, great for sore throat. Bone broth is the secret to our health, and many people used it many, many years ago. I truly believe it's a great food to feed your family if they're coming out the hospital, they've been sick, to help build up their immune system, to help uh, nourish their bodies with healthy food, because a lot of times when we're sick, we need to step back and stop eating the food that we're accustomed to eating. 
if we broke our arm or our leg, there's no way we can continue running or jumping or walking on that until it heals. So sometimes internally we have to allow things to heal, and that is give the, our body the food, the vitamins, and the nutrients that allow the inside to heal so the outside will be more uh, better to heal. So bone broth is great in boosting your immune system. It helps get that immune system going. It's great for common cold and bronchitis. Um, this has been used for years and years and years. This is an old way of providing a healthy way of taking care of our food. And not only that, it's a good way of stretching a meal, you know, drinking it in the morning or in the evening. Um, it's great for your chest. I mean, it has so many ways of helping your body. Bone broth fight inflammation. It helps with the gut, reduce gut inflammation. The same, uh, it helps put collagen back into your joints, relieving the symptoms of cold, common cold. It strengthens your bone and your teeth because it has the following. It has calcium, it has protein, it has magnesium, it has vitamin D, it has phosphate, zinc, magnesium, copper. Iron, vitamin A, vitamin K, vitamin C, vitamin B, bone, and then we have the vegetables. You can have um, a fish broth where I've made some with red snapper, and that is really good for people with thyroid is to do the fish broth. And you can just drink that, just the broth by itself, or you can use, save some of the bone broth and use broth juice and cooking in vegetables, steaming your vegetable with in, in it, um, making your rice, cooking your rice with the broth. And you want to make sure um, a lot of times that broth gets gelatin type because when I finish making my chicken broth or uh, beef broth and I put it in the refrigerator, it chills up. It almost have a gelatin-like um, pop. And that's what you want more of that gelatin. That's that collagen on there. And it has a little fat that lays on top of it from the bones and the the juice cooking, and I skim that fat off, and I can use that when I'm frying some eggs in the morning or sauteing something. So we're not wasting nothing. So you go and buy a chicken. You buy some beef that's grass-fed, organic chicken. Cook that meat. Make chicken for the dinner. Make the beef for dinner and save the bones. Have a special little place to tell if your guests, the kids, family, uh-uh. Save my bones. Then turn around and make bone broth. And then you have the bone broth that has so much healing property for you and your family. It becomes gelatin-like when it sits in the fridge overnight. And then you have a little fat that's going to gather on top of the bone broth that you skim off and you can use that to saute or cook like your eggs or vegetables. And that fat is healthy because we need the healthy fat. We like animals. We we are animals in a sense. But we want to be able to bring back those healthy nutrition things for our body. All right, what else bone broth promotes? Weight loss. While other studies of good gut bacteria, weight loss is needed to be reduced, and research has found it helps assist in putting the good probiotics and things into our body and building up our immune system and our gut that helps in weight loss. So 
bone broth is very good for that. So, you know, in the morning, having a cup of bone broth before you start your day. And actually filling. It's, a, it's filling to you. It, it will make you feel like you're full. But it's very, very healthy. And especially during the wintertime, uh, it's very cold out here. I mean, Wisconsin had, what, wind chill factor of minus 50 or something like that. This is crazy. So we're going through some very cold winters. So this would be great to do for your family. Bone broth improve hydrate, keep you hydrated with electrolytes from the minerals, from the vegetables. Uh, it's a great way to electrolyte your body with the bone broth. And um, it's great to do after you exercise, uh, restore uh, bone broth is great. It depletes, you know, from dehydration after you exercise, before you exercise, put that bone broth in you. So that's your carbohydrates and your electrolytes. And it's great. Okay, another thing that bone broth helped was build muscles with bone broth. Okay, protein. Instead of buying a synthetic protein, you hear you got something that's that can ongoing from growth and repairing the skeleton muscles of your body. So it helps with your bone. Another thing is improves the mood with bone broth. Your diet influences the good bacteria in your gut bacteria. Your influence your brain. That's when Natasha Campbell McBride talks about, and I shared this with you earlier. Please take time to listen to her. Uh, our gut affects our brain. Whatever we feed our gut affects our brain. Disease starts in the gut. So if the gut is filled with all these healthy nutrients, vitamins, it's going to affect our brain and it's going to affect our mood and our attitude. The makeup of the gut bacteria is microbiome. And it also includes how our brain is wired, our mood, our memory, our ability to learn, think, to deal with stress. All the happiness is in our gut and can affect our brain. So anxiety, all those feelings, uh, fear, all that comes from the gut. Treat your, and it, treat your mood. It affects everything. So drinking the bone broth, having those healthy foods, will affect how we think and behave. Ah, okay. Bone broth strengthens your nails, anti-aging, anti-tumor, arthritis and joint pain relief, cell-protecting. Um, it's great for lowering um, your sugar, your blood sugar. It helps reg regulate your insulin, and it can improve in sleep. Help to regulate bleeding of no, uh, nosebleed, heavy menstrual ulcers, uh, hemorrhoids, bladder. Help with stomach acid, uh, celiac disease. Bone broth has so many health benefits for us. And we can't do nothing but win when we do the bone broth. Now, you have people who are vegetarian, and if you are vegetarian, and you can do vegetables. Um, you can buy, skim, skim, your, uh, skim your vegetables for 8 and 24 hours. Also add in apple cider vinegar in there and let it cook overnight or 8 to 24 hours. And then use the vegetable broth for those who are vegetarian. So these are very simple ways that we can go back to allow food to be our medicine. 
And, you know, we started with what? Oranges, vitamin C. And a lot of times we feel like we have to go running to the grocery store, which is nothing wrong with that, or the drugstore to get to the pharmacy to buy something over the counter. But let's learn how to make food our medicine, and let's learn to pass that information and this teaching to the next generation. My thing is I have no clue what tomorrow holds for us as a nation, but I do know we have to be in charge of our own food, our own help, and it shouldn't be the government. It should be us. And going back to mama, mama and was the resource of preparing food, showing the next generation. Because when we don't feel good, we go to mama. Mama, I don't feel good. Or daddy, I don't feel good. And my parent, my mom was born in Louisiana, and it was 18 of them initially, and three of them died at an early age and one at birth. But my grandfather with 15 children, they could not afford no doctor. He went out into the fields and got what he needed to provide for his family to make sure they were feeling better. So here we started with vitamin C. We could do that with oranges. And then we talked about the bone broth. So this is what yesterday's Kitchen for Today is about. It's to bring us back to those basic things that our grandparents and our great-grandparents did for thousands of years. And we became so sophisticated and so, um, I don't know, smart that we no longer listen to grandma and mama. We thought that was old-fashioned. We thought that they weren't smart enough because they only had um, a grade education or didn't have any education. But they had the wisdom, they had the knowledge, and they had the love to provide for their family with whatever they had given in their hands. And many of us, our parents, they survive. And I think they survive a lot better with a more healthy, smart, emotional well-being than we have today with so many young people on ADHD medication, depression. We're so depressed, and we got to go back to making food our medicine. And the first three things we've talked, the first two things we talked about is vitamin C and bone broth. Try it. It's very simple. It's very easy. And, you know, when I had a store in Noonan, and one of the things I want to bring back is the butcher club and the bushel club. Many of these farmers I've met over the years, I've visited their farm. I'm not going to share anything with anyone unless I know if the farm is clean because I don't want no one giving me something that, um, not clean, not living up to the word of what they're saying this is, all organic, all natural, no hormones, no injection, grass-fed. I want the truth. I'm going to pass the truth on to you. And everything I have on each on my blog talk is information that I've learned that has been beneficial to just to me and my family and to others who have taken the initiative to try it and to work it out in their lives and the lives of their families. I'm seeing people being set free from cancer, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic, and so many other diseases with food. Let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. We should not be at this crossroad in life today in 2019 to say, I can't afford my medicine or I can't afford to eat. Food should be our medicine. 
And we lost sight of that, and we lost sight of how to prepare those foods to put those healthy meals back on the table. I know a lot of people tell me, Marsha, I can't afford to be eating that kind of food, and I don't have the time to be in there cooking. It doesn't take time. It doesn't take a lot of time. And like I tell people, I don't do anything that's hard. And But I truly believe we need to know the skills. We need to know these uh, the tools that we need to provide healthy food, to have a healthy body, not just for us, for the next generation. So we need to teach that. We don't even have home economics anymore in the classroom, in schools, that are teaching the kids how to cook and prepare healthy meals. So it's our job as moms, dads, grandmas to be able to teach the next generation because these kids are much more obese than we were coming up. They have more health problems, and we don't want our children checking out before we do. We want our kids to live a long, healthy, strong life. All right, reminding you, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison. We'll be back from a break in a minute.
For your health, it is February the 3rd of 2019. We're talking about colds and flu, some of the natural ways of that we can use food to do that. Here's a little quote. Um, I don't know who said it. It says here, if you get your food right and your thoughts right, everything will just work. Our gentle words can change the way we think and shift us in a place of self-love and bone and vegetable broth is a gentle way to get the important nutrients to the body. Food affects the brain. The healthy food, the frontal lobe of our brain is so sensitive to sugar, alcohol. It has medication. It has a profound effect on our thinking, our behavior, our academic function. Damage from being there from football, head injury, has a profound effect on us. So let's start feeding our children and ourselves those healthy foods that can bring about a healthy mindset, not just within in us, but in our homes, in our schools. Um, Bob, Dr. Barbara Reed Setter, who's written the book Food and Behavior, you can also go back and listen to blog talk on that one, is that when I recognized that food had a profound effect on our decision, our judgment, books I've read, um, Jay Rodell, Sugar in the Criminal Mind, that sugar is now worse than crack cocaine, and that has a profound effect on making you angry, agitated. Um, there's studies now showing that food has a profound effect on the criminal mindset. And you find people who do drink alcohol have a lot of consumption of eating sugar, something sweet, carbs, no vegetables. And there's a disease, well, doctors diagnose it as a disease called the Brewer's Syndrome, where people who are eating high carbs, high sugar, gets yeast in their gut. And these people are actually getting drunk without taking one drink of alcohol. So food has a profound effect and building up this immune system to allow our body to be healthy and our minds to be healthy. And if we're feeding our children, looking at your children's diet, they don't want to eat no vegetables. All they want is carbs, pasta, and sugar. You're setting our kids up to be drug and alcohol addiction 
at an early age. And that brings in that craving for drugs and alcohol. So let's kind of take a look and do an inventory of our diet, what we're feeding ourselves, and what we're feeding our children. So let's take another look at what other foods that could be in your house that can help with the common cold or flu. Now, we're feeding the cold because we're feeding the immune system. We're feeding our immune system to help defend us off from colds. Garlic. Oh, my God. Garlic is so powerful. And um, if it also, I've said this before, fermented garlic. Fermented garlic helps so well with colds. It has magnesium. Garlic has magnesium. Vitamin B6, vitamin C, selenium. It also has fiber. It has copper, potassium, iron, vitamin B. Garlic contains trace amount of various other nutrients. Garlic is considered like an antibiotic. It's a natural. Garlic can combat sickness, including the common cold. Now, one, you know, I've taken... This is one easy, easy recipe for anyone to try, and I challenge you to try this because it works. It helps. It helps me. Um, it helps so many people that have colds. And actually, my sister-in-law in Wisconsin, I did a workshop up there, and I was showing them how to ferment garlic with honey. And the health benefit it helps with fighting off colds and flus for your body. Her and her husband now, well, last Christmas, she made uh, homemade garlic and honey, fermented, and passed that out as Christmas gift because her husband go to work, and people are saying, wait a minute, you brought me some of that garlic, and it really helped. Can you get your wife to make me some more? So now Deborah is making these out as little gifts and passing them out to families and friends. So getting fresh organic garlic and some raw honey. Uh, I've taken the clothes, you know, taken the skin off the clothes and filled the uh, clothes inside a mason jar. I've used a pint jar or quart size jar. It's up to your option. And all I do is get you some organic raw honey from your area and pour that over the garlic completely and um, put a lid on it and let it sit for two weeks. And it's going to bubble it up, and the color's going to change. The garlic's going to change, too, because it's going to be real sweet. So it's going to be easy to, to digest. And this is great. I'm telling you, this is so great to take in the morning on an empty stomach, uh, and it's going to help with the colds and flu. I guarantee you. Um, last year, I had a young lady coming by trying to sell me some health insurance. And I'm sitting through the little program with her. She had just gotten this job. Her name is Rhonda. From uh, She just gotten a job as a sales rep for this insurance company. So we're sitting at my kitchen table going over the sales information. And I'm, she asked me what did I do because I'm self-employed. So I'm telling her about my business. I'm explaining about what I do yesterday's kitchen for the day. So she is really fascinated about what I'm doing. So I'm sharing some things about food, and I actually had some kombucha, had her to sample this stuff while we're sitting here. And a couple of days later, she called me and says, Miss Marsha, 
you said something at the table about you having something to help with colds. I said, oh, yeah, my garlic and honey. Started this job. I can't afford to uh, take off. I can't afford to miss any days. Do you have any of these, that garlic and honey? I said, I do. And I knew the girl hadn't drawn a paycheck yet. I said, you know what? I have a small little jar. Come by. You can pick this up, and it's yours. She came by. She picked it up, and I sent her out with that. And she called me, and she said, oh, my God, it works. I said, bingo, it works. And making sure you drink water. So that's what we're going to talk about next. But I'm sharing with you the garlic and how important garlic is. You know, it has so many healing properties. Garlic can reduce illness. You know, it's great for your blood pressure, um, cardiovascular, like heart attacks, strokes, um, hypertension. Garlic has so many healing properties. And we know this, and they've known this, you know, high doses of garlic appear to improve the blood pressure. You got It works. And Allison C., and oh, let me tell you, let me share this with you. I did some garlic just recently, but what I decided to do this time when I did the recent one, I broke the garlic up. I crushed it. And I'm allowing the Allison C that's in the garlic, which is the really healthy, come out and it's sitting in honey. So it's up to you, but I'm telling you, um, we can use food as our medicine. You know, garlic is very good. Garlic can also lower your uh, LDL, your cholesterol. Uh, it's great for that. It's lowering that. Garlic... Uh, they say it also helps with dementia, Alzheimer's. One thing I've learned um, on this journey, our brain is 60% fat, and our brain sits in salt water. And over the years, if you don't replenish the brain with the healthy fat, the water and the salt, the nervous system that allows messages to travel to and from that brain begins to dry out. You go in a room and say, oh, wait a minute, what was I going to do? Oh, I was going to do that. Oh, I forgot to do that. Or you start to fade out, remembering things completely. And I'm meeting um, people in their 50s that are in nursing homes that have dementia or on-time dementia. We have to go back to allow food to be our medicine. Um, our grandparents used to live up until the 80s, late 80s, 90s, moving around, doing what they had to do. We're no longer doing that. We got so many young people with heart problems, dementia, can't remember nothing, knee replacement, hip replacement. We have to go back to learning how to let food be our medicine. And we just want to show you uh, the little things that we've learned that's been beneficial to our lives and the lives of other people we share this with. Garlic may also help you live longer. That's what their studies have been showing, that it can help fight off infection, disease, improve your heart, as I said before, and your immune system. Garlic can cause chronic, uh, can help with chronic diseases. All right, garlic has so many properties. Garlic also helps detox heavy metals from the body. 
Uh, garlic also improves your bones. So we need a lot of stuff to help us to improve our bones. All right? Because our bones need it. Many of us don't exercise. We sit still, so our bones become weak. So we need to get back together and putting food and things in our body to make it healthy. All right. Um, try the garlic. I know you guys will not, not, not regret it. And, um, you know, other people have just taken garlic cloves and chewed it by itself. You can, that's up to your option. You can do that too. So, you know, think about it. And it's easy and expensive. Another way you can take garlic um, is to take a clove of garlic and press that and mix it with some olive, um, extra virgin olive oil and a little bit of salt. Take that down. If you have bleeding disorder or taking blood thinner medication, talk to your doctor because uh, before increasing your intake with garlic, okay? Uh, however, keep in mind that some of the most downside to garlic, such as bad breath, there are some people who are allergic to it, believe it or not, but some people are allergic to garlic. And garlic also comes in several different forms. You have different color garlic. Um, you can get garlic cloves, smooth garlic, taste of garlic, and to pow- and you can also put it in a powder form. But we want the garlic cloves. We want organic, natural garlic clove. We want that. And I said the only thing I found is the downside would be the, t- uh, the smell on your breath. But, hey. I don't mind that. I, I love garlic. I, I, I cook with it a lot. I eat it a lot. So garlic is very, very healthy and beneficial to us. So one thing about um, having cold is rest. Many of us uh, can't sleep. We're up late at night. We um, need to rest. Learning to allow our bodies to shut down and um, they're singing that we should turn off our electronics um, at least a half hour to an hour before going to bed, shutting down your computer or your cell phone and not looking at it. And I'm really bad at that. I am not very good at that because I get an idea as I'm laying down. I have actually keep a pad of paper next to my bed because I start writing things down. Or I will actually have done enough, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the long range, and got up and started researching because something hit my brain or I got a memory of something I wanted to research and I didn't want to forget. Instead of me just writing it down and going back to bed, sometimes I get up and I start researching and don't get back to bed too late. But that's a bad habit. It can be. But, you know, I think rest is so important, learning how to rest our mind and our body uh, allows it to heal, and our children need to be able to sleep. And I think that's another thing for parents. Uh, it's so hard for the younger generation to get their children on a um, – a regimen, a bed sleeping regimen, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you're down. And that gives you a peace of mind, be able to rest, have some time for yourself or your husband to have y'all time together, getting your kids to rest because if you don't sleep, you become grouchy, irritable, um, agitated. So rest is so important because that's a time when our body is healing. And we need that time to allow our body to heal. Now, another thing, water, 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 water. Did I say water? Water. 
man, you're not sick, you're thirsty. One of my favorite little books that I read, and that book changed my life. As I said, I'm from Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and years ago, years ago, not now, years ago, I used to be able to tell you when it was going to rain and when the temperature was going to drop. My left knee and shoulder bothered me faithfully until I read that book. You're not sick, you're thirsty. Many of us are so dehydrated that our bones, our joints, our brain is crying for water, ulcers, constipation, depression, MS. So many diseases are linked to dehydration. And even colds, we're not drinking enough water to allow the infections or the mucus and things to flow through us, okay? So it's important, parents, that we give our kids water. And I hear, I hear so many people tell me, I don't like the taste of it. How do you not like the taste of water? It's because we've I've gotten these kids eating and drinking sweet stuff and juices at an early age as opposed to giving them water. One thing that I've learned is to put the minerals in the water. Pink Himalaya sea salt has 84 minerals. The Redmond sea salt has 60 minerals, and the salty sea salt has 90 minerals. Minerals are so essential for our body and for healing our body. When the Creator created us from the earth, the earth had minerals in it, and our bodies had the minerals. They say our body needs 102 minerals per day. We're not getting those minerals per day because, number one, our body's not, uh, our water's not running through the banks and the rivers and creeks. Our soil been depleted of minerals. So our food has been depleted of minerals. So our body is looking for these minerals that's supposed to be in our food, but it's no longer there. Our body is looking for the minerals that's supposed to be in the water, but they're no longer there. So it's our job to put these minerals back so our body can do what the creator designed it to do, heal itself, to protect it, and keep it safe. So when I read that book, You're Not Sick, You're Thirsty, I took, it suggests taking two, two teaspoons of sea salt into a gallon of spring water and drink half your weight in water in ounces. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need to be drinking 100 ounces of water. And for our young men and women who work outside, sweat a lot, you need to take in more. And our firefighters and our police officers who have all those body um, protection vests on, I've actually gone through the city of Atlanta with salt in my hand, packages, and giving them to the officer and sharing with them, here, take this. You have this big old body uh, armor on, breastplate on to protect your body from bullets, and you're sweating, and it'd be like 90 degrees on. they got all this stuff on to protect themselves. Yes, they're drinking water, and some of them drinking water. I said, look, put this in your water. And, you know, many of them say, oh, yeah, my knees are hurting me now or my back hurt now. Water and salt is your WD-40. I'm telling you, it's your WD-40. It's your yoke. Like any hinge on any door, if it's being exposed to the elements of the world, it's going to start, it starts squeaking. And guess what? We're, the first thing we're putting
breathing in our body may be coffee, soda, alcohol in the morning, or other things, and our joints and knees start making these sounds as you stand up or your back start hurting, we're dehydrated. So if you start having these problems or herniated discs or other back problems or knee problems, I'm going to suggest try the water. And the water helps with moving the mucus and helping the cold, helping the body to stay hydrated so you don't get cold. The rest, the water. That helps and is so nutritional for you. Golden seal, and you can do that in tea form. That is great. That's a natural way of doing some things. So we're just listing some things for you to have or to think about for your family. Golden seal tea, euthanasia, uh, echinacea. Everybody know echinacea is very good. Um, and you can get that oil, in essential oils. Essential oils are healthy. You know, um, we have truly living well. Food Institute talking about raw food, vegetables. That's good, eating vegetables and staying away from mucus. And we're going to talk about that, food that forms mucus, because a lot of times we have cold. We don't change how we're eating. We keep eating the same diet that we had before we had the cold. But sometimes we may have to change that diet because some of the food we're eating builds mucus, and we have a cold, and that makes it worse. And then that's the drainage that goes into your throat, and you're finding yourself constantly coughing and coughing and coughing. And we have to suggest maybe a neti pot to clean out the sinuses and the cold that's draining in your nose. And saline, here we go, saline, salt water. When you go to the hospital, what they hook you up to, salt water. And it has so many nutritional value for our bodies and our health. So the neti pot, you can always find those in different places, you know, using that to drain your nose, some saline salt water spray that you can get containers. You can even make your own. You don't even have to buy it. You can there's recipes out there. You can make your own saline solution uh with sea salt and water. But tell me, I'm telling you, stay away from white flour, white sugar, white rice, white salt. We want to go with salt that has minerals because our body needs the minerals. It's so important for us to have the minerals. All right, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back on cold flus and how to take care of them.
All right, you're back with the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson, your host on For Your Health Show. This is February the third of twenty nineteen. Again, we're all feed the cold, starve a fever. We're just kind of looking at some things that we can do at home and try to make sure we onset these colds uh, using food. Now, one another thing I want to share with you is oregano oil. Oregano oil is also good for your thyroid, but it's one of those good things that are healthy for colds. So you can purchase some oregano oil that is very healthy, putting a few drops uh, with some water and drinking it is very, very helpful. Another thing many of us are familiar with, um, even with fighting mucus, in our um, throat is apple cider vinegar. You know, a lot of people do apple cider vinegar with a little water in the morning. That is very healthy. Uh, getting the kids to drink that or the adults to drink that, that will help. Uh, ginger tea. That's another thing, ginger tea. Making fresh ginger. You can make your own ginger tea. Just cut some ginger up and put it on the stove and boil it. You can buy a little root or you can grow it. We want to talk about growing your own fruits and vegetables and uh, or if you don't have a space, have pots. People are growing vegetables and herbs in pots on your deck or backyard. So that's another easy way for us to use food for medicine. Now, let's look at, I want to look at some things here. I had my grandson uh, here in the summer uh, of 2018, and Zaire had a cold. And I told my daughter, no milk. The milk, especially pasteurized milk, has uh, pus in it and it has mucus. When these babies have cold, you can't keep giving them the milk because the milk is building up the mucus. And the mucus is causing them to be drainage and the coughing make the coughing worse. So, you know, if the kids are older, you know, the Pedialyte or some um, orange juice or some the ginger tea, uh, you know, giving them other things, juicing the fruits and vegetables, uh, that would help. That would take away some of the mucus, giving them the vitamin C. We talked about all that other stuff. But other foods that can form into mucus when you're sick, you don't want to be eating the food that builds mucus, which is animals with blood, you know, animals that have blood in it, all kinds of eggs, lard, um, the bone broth is good, you know, but just the meat and stuff, you know, bacon, sausage, all that kind of stuff, margarine, um, shellfish, butter, buttermilk, cheese, kefir, yogurt. Um, these are moderately uh, mucus forming is barley, bread, cereals, pasta, those are moderately um, mucus-forming food. So we have to stay away from food that is mucus. And some food that's very mucus is like corn chips, potato chips, frozen uh, breakfast cereals, or waffles, um, pasta, we mentioned that, veggie-baked uh, confetti, um, like chocolate, ice cream, Veggie, uh, cheese, um, vegan, um, mayonnaise, whipped cream, yogurt, all that has a lot of mucus in it. Mucus-forming oils, you know, like avocados oil, coconut oil, 
these foods have a lot of mucus in it. So, all right, we're talking about moderately uh, mucus, but when a person has mucus, we want uh, food that's having mucus, and they already got the mucus in their throat and in their nose and that stuff, we don't want them to eat food that has mucus. So what do we have? We have the vegetables, the vegetables. The vegetables are so important when we're healing. So, you know, doing the vegetables, um, that will eliminate mucus. And mucus lists dry fruits uh, with apples, apricots, bananas, blueberries, cherries, cranberries, dates, figs. You know, these are foods that are less um, mucus, you know. Uh, so think about that. When we're sick and we know these things are less starchless, this um, apricot, uh, asparagus, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, butternut, squash, carrots, cauliflower, these are healing foods. And once the body heals, you give the body what it needs, it does its job that the creator designs it to do. There's no way someone out there gives you a Lamborghini and you will put regular gas in there. No, 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 no. God had designed us to have fruits and vegetables. we eaten off a man's table. I tell people a lot of times, um, the 23rd Psalm, he says, I go to prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemy. Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden because of what they ate. Esau gave up his birthright because of food. Adam and Eve lost everything because of food. We're now losing our peace of mind, our health, and our body because of food. We have this genetically modified food that never used to be out here before. The seeds have been patented and, and uh, altered. And there's a book written by Jeffrey Smith called Seed of Deception. Jeffrey Smith is well known throughout the United States and other parts of the world educating people about genetically modified food and its effect on our health and our bodies. And when I read that book, I was truly, truly distraught from understanding that the food that I thought was healthy wasn't healthy. And I had my Bible open, and it was open to Jeremiah. And I looked, because I asked God, I said, what am I supposed to do with this information? I know if you share something with me, it's not just for me. It's for me to share it with many people. And my eyes keyed in on Jeremiah 2.21, and this is what God has said to Israel. Yet I have given you seeds. Seeds are the highest quality. How then have you turned before me into alien bodies? He has given us perfect seeds that we need to reproduce. Our ancestors never had to keep going back and buying seeds every year from a seed supplier. Seed supplier. When you had apples, peaches, oranges, you're supposed to be able to take those fruits and vegetables and eat it or take the seeds from that fruit and vegetable and dry it out and reuse it again. Because in Genesis 1.12, it says seed supposed to reproduce itself. We're eating seedless grapes, seedless watermelon, and it's very, very hard to find a watermelon with seeds in it. And it's just as hard to find grapes with seeds in it. 
And seeds contain B17, and B17 helps fight cancer. We're missing the very food of nutrition that was part of a fruit or vegetable is now no longer there. We have the United States government, Bill and Melinda Gates, the Rockefeller Foundation, that opened a seed bank in Norway, Arctic of Norway, in February of 2005. It is called the Doomsday Vault, where they have a bank, where they're banking seeds from all over the world. You have all countries that are banking their seeds in this vault. You have Russia, China, United States. So throughout the United States and other parts of the world, people, scientists, and farmers are sending in their seeds to this bank, and these are heirloom seeds. These are the original seeds. So their thought is if we have a nuclear war or natural disaster that wipes out our food, that they can replenish it. Excuse me. They can replenish it. Uh, I don't want the government holding no seeds for me. And that's why my guest I had last year in April, Shannon was from the Rare Seed Company. It was called Baker Seed Creek. Baker's Creek Seed Company. And actually, I'm going to encourage you guys because right now they have free catalogs of heirloom seeds that you can get. And I love their catalog. Their catalog is so beautiful. It hosts so many different seeds from all over the world. And when you purchase seeds, they buy seeds and send it to Africa and Haiti and other parts of the world so people can be self-sufficient in growing their food instead of waiting for someone to bring them food. I want you to be able to own your own seeds. Be able to have seeds that when you plant your fruits and vegetables, that you be able to take those seeds from their fruits and vegetables, dry them out, and have another harvest. That's what we're here to educate people about. And the Doomsday Vault is open. I mean, take a look. Uh, do your homework. Whatever I'm sharing with you is already out there. I'm just waking us up because many time, many of us are just busy working paying bills, we have no clue what's going on. So I always tell people, look, stop watching reality because our reality is, you know, it's being shaken. You know, so many programs are going to be cut with government programs, food stamps, and they're already talking about, some, you know, having people get commodity food boxes where they get the canned meat and the processed stuff. That is no, that's not nutritional food. We want to have healthy food and show you what that healthy food looks like, and how you and your family can use food for medicine. So the seeds are important. Ginger tea, buying your own ginger, growing your own ginger, your herbs, it's important. So check out rareseedcompany.com and get your free catalog and share this with families and friends and so you and your family can know. But we talk about mucus. Uh, food that can call mucus in the system. So if you have a baby um, five months, six months old, they have a cold, make sure you give them water. And that's another thing um, I want young moms to know. Give your baby some water. The water, is, even though you mix the formula, you may need mixing the formula with water, the baby needs pure drinking water and add some sea salt to it. Also, the baby needs um, uh, olive oil, probiotics. 
we need probiotics. We need that healthy probiotics for our gut. When the gut is healed, the brain is healed. Once we heal the gut, everything else is healed. So I'm encouraging families to please take time with your um, children to make sure they're drinking water in the morning. The water we drink should be room temperature warm water. Ice water closes up your cells. So you want to be able to drink water that is room temperature. And, again, half your weight in water and ounces. Water is so nutrition for us, and we need to do that and learn how um, to do that. And we talked about water. We talked about salt. We talked about lemon. We're going to talk about some recipes. But lay off the milk a little bit or um Get, make sure the babies are filling up with more of vegetables and fruits and things like that when they have colds because with the milk, it's going to cause more and more mucus, and we don't want them to be that way. And for the older children, if the parent isn't doing raw milk, each state is different. So look at your laws, um, how it applies to raw milk and raw goat milk. We had Mark McAfee on, so you can go back and check that blog talk on raw milk and the health and nutritional benefit it holds for us. I was giving my grandson when he was here, not the milk, we gave him almond milk or coconut milk. We start, I started doing the vitamin C, we did the probiotics, boom, that cold was gone in no time. And when she went back home, she gave him some milk again. Guess what? His colon came, came back. So my older grandson said, Grandma, Mama didn't get the almond milk for us. So I'm like, she told Telltale, wait a minute, get my babies off that milk. So now they're off the milk. The cold is gone. Family, we need to know how to take care of our families and have our kids healthy and smart and strong. That's what I want to do, keep our kids healthy, strong, and smart. And we can do that with diet. So, Yesterday's Kitchen for the Day is here for that purpose. It's to bring this information that you may be busy and not know. And, you know, a lot of grandmas and grandparents don't have this information. We let, we let grandma uh, pass away and great-grandma pass away without learning any of these skills from them, and they had it. They had it. So we want to be able to bring that back to say this is how it's done and pass it down to your children because, like I said, I have no clue. We see what's happening in Venezuela. We see what's happening in Mexico. We see what parts of Africa and some parts of people. People are hungry. Even in the United States, some people are hungry. People are working, trying to put food on the table. California have a large population of homeless people. They call it tent, uh, tent city. Even in Georgia, People are struggling financially because the minimum wage, the high rent, the high cost of food, we need to know how to grow our own food, be self-sufficient to take care of ourselves and our children, and pass those skills on to the next generation. It's not just for us, but it's for us to pass it on to our children and our grandchildren. So whatever goes on, you know what? My grandma taught me how to do this. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to make this because I was taught. And that's what we do. And the Bible tells us to teach our children when we get up, when we go down, when we're walking along the way, 
we are to teach our children. And it's not the responsibility of the government or anyone else. It's our responsibility because they belong to us. All right, you on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Statterson. We're going to take another break, and we're going to come back with some recipes, some quick, easy recipes that's right there in your house, in your kitchen, that you can take care of your children and yourself.
welcome back on the DL Word Network. This is Marcia Patterson for your health. It is February the 3rd of 2019, and we're talking about feeding a cold and starving a fever. Um, we're here in Atlanta, and it's a Super Bowl night, so I know I may be the Lone Ranger, but I'm praying that someone will take time to listen to what we're sharing because it's very powerful and very helpful for us to have this information. Maybe not just for us, but to share with a family or a friend, because there's so many kids who are sick with colds and fevers and flus, um, and we want our babies to be healthy, nice, strong, healthy, and smart. That's what I'm always telling my grandson. I want you healthy, strong, and smart. So what I'm going to do, um, let me share a story with you. I was at a, um, down in the Macon area to a black farmer's conference. And it had these different people selling different items there. And I met Jay Green. Jay Green of Georgia, uh, Sylvester, Georgia, he sells uh, pure sugarcane syrup. So I was talking to a gentleman. I've never purchased pure sugarcane syrup directly from uh, a farmer. And so I bought a couple of bottles. And it was a couple of years ago. I mean, many, many years ago. I think maybe eight years ago. It's been quite a while, and I bought some. I bought two bottles from him, and it was very, very cheap. And I looked at him. I said, "This is very cheap. You know, buying syrup in the store is about eight or nine dollars, and that. Um, and I think I was. He was selling for like three dollars a bottle. Really, really inexpensive. And I told him, I said, "Oh no, no, no. You need to be selling this much higher." But I purchased some from him, and he didn't have a website, didn't have an email address. And I was you know, telling his grandson, you need to support your grandfather in this and get out here and show him how to get on the Internet, either Facebook or whatever. But I had a home daycare at the time, and uh, I took some of the um, pure cane syrup, and I mixed it with some water, uh, some basil, and some lemon, and I cooked it down, right? And I had one of my babies that had a uh, runny nose and gave him the, that to drink and it really took care of his runny nose. And uh, I said to say I didn't I did write the measurements down but I don't have it in front of me but I think it was maybe maybe two or three teaspoons of the uh, syrup and then I had maybe um, two cups of water and then we had a lemon that we squeezed in there and we boiled that and gave it to the the kid and he drank it and the running nose stopped. So those are little things that we've learned to do over the years uh, for home remedy. Okay, so let's take a look. One thing with kids with running nose um, or having congestion problems, you know, having a vaporizer, something with steam coming out, um, it helps it to stay flow, putting them in the shower with you to allow the drainage to come out much faster. Um, mixing honey with cinnamon. I know uh, children under the age of one cannot do honey. They have to be over two. They say botulism or something it was the concern with. But children under the age of one cannot do honey. So making sure you don't give kids, you know, honey. You can do honey and lemon. Um, mixture um, that works. That that's helpful. Orange juice and honey um, with some water and um, blend that up together and give that to them warm. Um, rubbing the kids with eucalyptus uh, oil and help them to breathe. 
Um, another thing, keeping the kids' hands clean because um, a lot of times the kids are wiping their nose with their hands and uh, you want to make sure and they're touching other children and other kids and other toys and stuff. So making sure their hands stay, stay clean and teaching them how to wash their hands. Uh, my grandson is really funny. Uh, when he comes in, he washes hands. He sings the ABC songs <laughs> to make sure his hands are soapy and clean. So I think they talked to him that at school because he sit there and you can hear him singing that real loud <laughs> in the bathroom as he's washing his hands to make sure his hands are nice and soapy and clean. Um, so honey and lemon together as a mixture of warm water, that helps. Uh, I know honey helps with allergies and making sure you purchase honey from a local area in your um, community because the pollen from your area, you want the bees to be use that uh, honey, the flowers from that area that may be causing an allergy. So that's great. Gargling with salt and water, um, that's the, um, that helps with sore throats because sore throat warm salt and water. Um, again, you know, the bone broth. And then the honey, the water, orange juice, orange juice, the vitamin C is so important. Making sure our kids drink plenty, plenty of water. We talked about the saline drops. Here we have a recipe for lemon, lime, and honey. You got a, a half of a lemon juice, a lime juice, and a teaspoon of honey. And you put them in a small soft pan to the honey melt mixture. And for children, um, one to two teaspoons to sip on throughout the day. It's smooth, irritated throat. It's high in vitamin C. It's good for suppressing colds. That is one thing. And then times, you know, uh, the thyme leaves, uh, water, basil, uh, cook that together uh, with some honey. That helps. Um, so, but, you know, I had put out there on Facebook, if you and your family have some natural home remedy that is beneficial, that you guys have passed down from grandma or you just figured out what helps your kids, your family to be healthy, share it. That's what we're here for, sharing. You, we have an email address, our blog talk. You can post something underneath the, um, the blog talk, a comment, leave a comment. You can always reach me um, by Facebook with uh, Yesterday's Kitchen, the number four today, and we're Marcia Thaddison. You can always look me up through Facebook and reach out to me that way because our goal is to put the power of good health back into the hands of the people. Food is in the kitchen. I mean, food, healing food is in the kitchen. Food that we can reach and get a hold of from garlic to turmeric, to uh, thyme, I mean, lemon, honey, everything, oranges, pretty much everything we share with today is right in our kitchen. You know, extra virgin olive oil, we're mixing with the garlic, oranges, everything's in the kitchen. The vegetables that we can serve or juice to our children and that will help with their immune system and building up their immune system. We can't leave our children defenseless. We teach them to, cross, to be careful crossing the street. We teach them not to touch anything hot. It's our job to help build up their immune system so their body can defend themselves and their brain and their gut because, as I said before, what we feed the gut 
affects the brain and the whole part of us. Disease don't just start in the brain or the heart, in the lungs. It starts in the gut, and they're spread on from there. Building up our immune system, doing the cod liver oil, the probiotics, feeding our kids probiotics, you know, yogurt. Once they get their um, the cold is suppressed and they're doing better, then we can go back to those regular foods that are healthy and nutrition, but making sure we teach our kids to drink plenty of water, um, to eat their vegetables, eat their vegetables. If you're not, maybe you can sneak it to, you know, kind of put it in, in a juice form to our children. So healthy food is so important for us to take care of our children. So what do we do? You know, we want our kids to be healthy and strong. So what about the fevers? If our kids have fevers, you know, um, fever is, from Natasha Kimmel McBride was saying in one of our shows, a fever is your body defending itself. It's the way the body is fighting off an infection. And if the fever is really high, you know, if a child is less than eight weeks old and have a fever of 100.4 degrees or higher, we know to take that child to the doctor. We know to get some emergency help right away for our children. And children who are undergoing um, chemotherapy or have a compromised immune system or they've been had some issues going on with their body, yes, you've got to get them in, you know. But if there's no clear reason for a fever, if you know the child doesn't have a runny nose or the child isn't been sick and all of a sudden they spike with the fever, there's some underlying issues going on. So we need to make sure our children are health, healthy. So we need to get them in to find out where exactly that fever is coming from and what's generating that fever. And, again, um, another thing, for, uh, and then putting kids in a, a warm bath sometimes can bring fever down. Um Back in the days when I was younger, uh, I think they used to say rub them down with alcohol, but I don't think they recommend that anymore to kind of break the fever. So, you know, you may want to check with your doctor. But fever are, fevers are safe. A fever is the body's way of controlling its immune response. Your body, child's body is controlling the temperature, and that's, it fluctuates. No matter uh, what's happening here, your body is trying to regulate itself with the fever. And that's what Natasha Cameron McBride said. So, uh, and you can take the temperature, you know, under the arm, in the ear. Right now, they got these different uh, ways of taking your children's temperature, but we don't want to ignore those temperatures and those fevers because it can set a brain damage to the child. So it's important for us to find out as parents uh, how serious that is and. Um, be alert when your child starts looking lethargic because you can see it in their eyes. Oh, my God. You can see it, and that's really, really – I can't stand seeing a child that's sick. I don't like to see a sick child because that look in their eyes is like, help me, help me, you know. They're, they're begging to be helped, and sometimes they're just too weak to say anything. So we want to be able to um, have the resource, the knowledge, and information that's going to give us some Good direction on taking care of our children. Bone broth, gelatin, a warm bath, popsicle. You know, sometimes just sucking on a popsicle will help bring that temperature down. Apple cider vinegar, again, um, that's one we can use to help them bring in down the fever uh, for our kids. So, you know, 
we want to be able to take care of our children. And, you know, a lot of times when our kids get sick, you panic. You, you It just makes you nervous to see a child sick. And we don't think well. So as parents or grandparents, you just go into a, a panic mode. But we, just, we want to act with some wisdom and some cal- calmness. And that's when we call mom or dad or grandma and say, wait a minute, my baby is not feeling well. What do I do? What should I give them? How should I take care of this? So we just want to make sure we're sharing with you the the best way to take care of you and your children. And because so many babies are sick nowadays. And then um, vaccination shots, we had a, a show on that. We're going to have more on that on vaccination shots. Um, the pros, the cons, and so you can make the right decision for you and your children and your family. So we just don't want my people, the Bible said, my, uh, I think this is in the Bible, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. we making mistakes. We're doing things without the knowledge of what's best for ourselves and our children. And we want you to be equipped with information, the tools, the home remedies to try it. And say, let me try this first. Let's try this first. And making sure our kids are healthy and we're healthy. And that would give us a peace of mind. Then everyone can sleep and be at peace with one another. So um, that's what yesterday's Kitchen for Today is about. Um, my goal for 2019 is to be able to start hosting more parties. We had a, uh, I had a grain party last Sunday where we were uh, educating people about healthy grains, the benefit of it, um, and people are learning, and they're waking up. And what's really beneficial, these moms nowadays want their babies to be healthy. And one of my classes I do is called Labor of Love, and that Labor of Love is teaching young mothers and fathers how to clean their wounds up, their gut up, before they have the baby, before they're pregnant. The men bringing up their sperm counts, because they said men today's sperm counts are so much lower than our great great-grandparents. Now, I know that got to be true because my grandparents had 18 children, 18, 18. And some of these men have an erection problem, all these things, and a lot of it has to do with diet, food, stress, medication, and we can be set free from that. And we want to be able to help a healthy, strong, smart, next generation of young people. So that starts with us in cleaning that wounds up, having healthy babies by what we feed our body before we're pregnant, while we're pregnant, and after we're pregnant. Because we want these babies coming here healthy, strong, and smart. And we're going to have to take the time to learn what that's like. I don't have all the answers. So go back and listen to some of my blog talk and listen to the people who have taken this journey and have won getting their children back, giving their health back, and their peace of mind through diet. So we'll be right back. You're on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Thaddison, and I do appreciate you listening.
back on the D-Hour Network. This is Marsha Patterson for your health. I just want to thank you guys for being with me or taking the time to listen. I pray this information I'm giving is powerful and is helpful that you would take time to try some of these home remedies that will make your family and yourself much healthier and save money because we know a lot of children are being going to the hospitals and doctors with these clothes and these these colds and the flu, and it's due to our children not having and us having not having healthy immune system. So we want to educate us on how to build up our immune system, how we can fight these colds, like our grandparents and great-grandparents, and we got through it. And so I want to be able to share that with you. I know I don't even know what's going on with the game tonight, who's winning, what's going on, but I'm pretty sure people are having a great time because it's still a beautiful day here and a beautiful night here in Atlanta. So I just want to invite you to take time to listen to my previous blog talk. Uh, give me some feedback. If you find this information helpful or if you have information that you would like for me to bring to the listening audience, let me know. I don't know. I'm out here trying to bring what I would want you to know. What I wanted to know and wish I had known as a young mom or even, you know, as a mom and a grandma, I want to share information that I'm learning and making sure that we're equipped with knowledge and information to make the right decision for our health and the health of our children. So if you, again, have home revenue, um, you give us a call um, or you can send us an email or put a comment on, underneath the blog talk. There's a space for you to put a comment, that you can make a comment. want to hear from you. just want to know, hey, yes, Marsha, this is helpful. No, we don't find it helpful. Um, because um, I would like to know, let Derek know, hey, we're doing something that people want to hear. And information is powerful and teaching these little things. And, you know, many of us may know some of this already. But we're so busy, we fail or we forget. You just forget about it. You're sitting there with lemons there, and you wait a minute, I could be doing this at home. So educating us about what to do and how to do it kind of wakes us up and remind us this is something that we've done in the past, what our grandparents done in the past. So, again, check us out. And my Facebook, you can reach me through Facebook, and that's Marsha Thaddison, uh on Facebook. And then uh, yesterday's. Kitchen, the number four today.com. That's my website. I'm putting together um, restructuring the business to be more like a pamper chef for Mary Kay. So we're structuring the business that people can earn money. We've got to educate each other from house to house, family to family on canning, fermenting, storing grains. We want to be able to teach us how to survive. We had a prepper on uh, previously showing us what he, you know, teaching what to do, how to be self-sufficient and how to do that. And I truly believe we have some farmer spirit in some of the young men and women out here and don't even know it. So we want to resurrect those spirits and encourage people to own land and go back to grow their own food, to be self-sufficient and feeding themselves and their neighbors, their families and friends to become farmers. So um, that's our point is to share things that was done yesterday and how we can use it today. And that's what we do. And what's really fun about my workshops that I do with the canning or making homemade bread is that we do it by hand. I can show you how it's done by hand. So if you've got no electricity, 
guess what? You can still make some bread. And we're showing you how to do it today's way, which many of you young women say, nope, I am definitely today's lady. I want everything done electric. I don't want to do nothing by hand. We can show you how that's done too. So stay tuned. Follow us through 2019. We're hoping for new changes, new way of doing things to make it better and to educate all of us for a better life and better health for ourselves and our children. So I just want to take the time to say thank you um, for being a part of the show. And I pray, uh, I don't know who won the game, so I know many of people are still focused on that right now. But um, it is Friday evening, and just want to thank you guys for being on board with me. So have a good night, have a good week, and have a blessed week. Thank you.